So you're tired. You're fatigued. You're gaining weight. Maybe your hair's thinning. You're wondering if you're just being lazy. Maybe you need more rest or if there's something going on. So what's going on? Do you have a slow thyroid? Is there something going on with your thyroid? Do you have chronic fatigue syndrome? Are you in adrenal failure? Is it possible that you'll test positive for Hashimoto's or Epstein-Barr virus? If you've been wondering about any of these things, today is your episode. Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. All right, let's just start off with the reminder that health is so much more than just what you eat and how you exercise. That might seem common sense, but let's face it, we have been brainwashed to believe if someone says, well, how healthy is she? Or if you were to be asked by your physician, you know, rate your health on a scale of one to 10, typically that's what we're thinking about. We're thinking about, do I exercise? How's my weight? And how am I eating? We don't think about what environmental toxins we might be exposed to. We don't think about our stress level. We're just so conditioned to think about food and movement. Bottom line, you know, and, and, and I know this is even true for me, someone who's very devoted to this topic. I'm slowly having to make this shift in my mindset more permanent. Okay, so just to backtrack a little bit, sometime in, I guess it would be maybe November, I noticed that my energy was significantly different. But as I'm sure you have too, I made excuses for why. Well, there's a lot going on right now. I've got all these different projects. I haven't been able to be on my normal sleep routine. I was still getting seven hours of sleep, seven and a half sometimes. That's kind of what's perfect for me. But it wasn't like the same sleep. So I was going to bed later and waking up later. So my sleep cycle had changed a little bit. I was under a tremendous amount of stress because of some projects that we hadn't intended to overlap, but they just did. I mean, that's just how life is sometimes. And then you add to that the stress of the holidays, buying Christmas presents, getting ready for Thanksgiving, you know, all the things that happen. I don't need to remind you of all the things that happen in like November, December. So I, I noticed that my energy was really off. And specifically what I felt is I was really tired when I woke up in the morning, like really tired. And then throughout the day, I found myself like kind of wanting to fall asleep. And I thought this is weird because I'm getting the same amount of sleep. And then I wasn't really like, I really to force myself to get into my workouts and I wasn't working out as often. And when I was exercising, I just felt like, oh man, this is not what your body wants. My body just wants to do less. I just really wanted to rest. And I was allowing myself to do that, but my energy was still really low and it started to bother me. And then I started noticing my hair was like, at first it just wasn't cooperating. And I kept thinking, gosh, I'm having a bad hair day. Maybe I need to go get my highlights done or whatever. And maybe I need to change hair products. And it was just like limp and dull. And my skin was really very dry, kind of splotchy. In fact, I went to the doctor asking like, is this some kind of a rash that I'm having? I went to a dermatologist and they're like, nope, I don't think so. I just think, you know, maybe it's you've got fair skin and maybe you're getting sun exposure there. I'm like, well, I knew I wasn't. So that was strange. Now, because I also know that it is not uncommon to experience these things if maybe you've been doing intermittent fasting for too long. So I took a break from intermittent fasting. I started to phase my diet again. I restarted with Ignite. I went through all of the three phases of the 131 and 
you know, my gut health was great. Other factors of my health seemed on point, but I just felt incredibly fatigued. And I kept saying to myself, this is in your head. You're an energetic person. Ignore this. You know, your, your, your mind is playing tricks on you. You are not tired. You are not tired, which is like one of the things I'm kind of famous for saying in my exercise workouts. Well, I started saying that to myself like all day long, like, girl, you are not tired. And then I started experiencing a reoccurrence of severe brain fog, the type of brain fog where, you know, there's brain fog and then there's like, holy cow, something is wrong. Why can I not remember this person's name who I see every day? And it got bad to the point where my family was noticing and I was getting really uncomfortable because I'm like, wait a second, I've healed my brain, you know, and I'm doing everything right with my diet. So like, what is going on? And I've been doing, you know, all these treatments and I've got the before and afters of my brain. So like, what is going on? So here's what I did. I started driving myself crazy. Well, I kept putting these symptoms off thinking, you know what you need, girl? You just need more structure. You just need to go back to your regular bedtime. You just need to. And I kept doing all the things I kept thinking I needed to do, but they weren't fixing my fatigue. And it was really strange the way I was feeling. It was really peculiar. So I made an appointment with my neurologist, knowing that this was not diet and that this was not exercise. I wasn't being exposed to any toxins that I was, you know, nothing had really changed. So I had to figure out like, okay, something is major going on again. I went back to my neurologist. He suggested I have some tests run. And then I went to my longevity doctor, Dr. Legome, who was a gentleman who helped put together the plan for me that I followed to restore my hamstring naturally. When I had a hamstring avulsion, that's a whole nother episode. And instead of doing the operative intervention to repair those hamstring muscles that were ripped off the bone, we put together kind of a natural process to heal them. Anyways, he's like a genius. So I also went to him curious with what might be wrong with me. But to be honest, I also started doing my research inside the one through one method and based on what I could read there and talking to the registered dietitians, I had a pretty strong suspicion there was definitely something going on with my thyroid, which would make sense, right? That would make all of these symptoms make sense. I started talking to my mom. My mom has Hashimoto's. Then I start researching Hashimoto's and learning that there is a a genetic component to Hashimoto. So I'm like, oh, well, that's what's going on. I have Hashimoto's for sure. And in fact, I went to Dr. Legome and he ran all the, he did a full hormone blood panel, a lipid panel, a complete thyroid check. What else did we run? Epstein-Barr virus, everything we could run, we did. And I thought for sure when I came back in for that appointment, he was going to say, all right, sit down. You've got Hashimoto's. In fact, so much so did I think that that was the case that I actually wrote it down in a piece of paper so that I could flip it over to him and say, I already knew it. (laughs) I literally did that. Such a know-it-all. So I wrote Hashimoto's down in a piece of paper. Then I sat down and he said, well, good news. You don't have Hashimoto's. Oh, good. I thought. I said, so what is going on? He said, well, here's why all your hormones are off. Your body is under attack. You have a full-blown reoccurrence of the Epstein-Barr virus. Your antibodies are through the roof and you have an active infection. That active infection 
reacts in much the same way your body does if you have Hashimoto's or hypothyroidism, chronic fatigue syndrome, all of these things. They're all very, very related, but slightly different, and how we treat them is slightly different. As a matter of fact, the symptoms of Epstein-Barr and the symptoms of Hashimoto's actually mimic each other. Now, Epstein-Barr is a, a stealth viral infection, and what that means is once you're exposed to it, you have it forever, and it lays dormant in your body. As a matter of fact, you are there's a pretty much a 90% likelihood that you actually have the Epstein-Barr virus as well. If you've ever been exposed to measles or mumps or chickenpox, mono, herpes, cold sores, there's a very high likelihood that you have and carry this virus in a dormant state. When the virus is active, it compromises your immune system. Now, here's where things can get a little bit tricky, but I think you'll understand or you'll follow along. It is not uncommon to have a flare-up of Epstein-Barr virus, of the Epstein-Barr virus, have that because you now have a compromised immune system to have that trigger other conditions, including Hashimoto's. Now, unfortunately, the Epstein-Barr virus is something that's, it's a virus that's kind of marginalized in mainstream medicine. That means that unless a doctor is testing to see if you have active antibodies, there, a lot of people will just suffer and feel like they have a disease that's in their mind. Like, yeah, you know, you're, maybe you're depressed. Here, why don't you take this antidepressant? Or you're low on energy? Well, maybe it's because you're postpartum. Oh, you're low on energy? Well, maybe it's because you're perimenopausal. Oh, you're low on energy? Well, maybe you just need to eat better. Like, you know, there's a lot of kind of blaming of the person who's reporting their symptoms. And I just want to say before we go much further, don't accept it if a doctor makes you feel like it's just you you know that there is a difference between feeling tired, run down, unmotivated, and exhausted, and feeling like a million bucks. Like, I know the difference. I know what it feels like to feel high energy. And I love that feeling. I'm addicted to that feeling. And that's what I've been feeling for years since I started, you know, really repairing my gut health. And I knew something was wrong. And really, it wasn't even my doctors that were convincing me it was in my head. It was me. I was spending the majority of my time convincing myself that this is in my head, that there couldn't be something legitimately going on with me. I just kind of need to get my act in gear and like energy begets energy, which is true, <laughs> except that your body is so smart and your, your body's job is to keep you alive. And that's the job of your hormones as well. And its role is to conserve energy. So when your body is under attack, specifically the immune system, and it's attacking your thyroid and depleting your energy, and you're doing your best to just be energetic, which means that you're, you're burning through more energy, your body is intentionally making you tired and fatigued so that you're forced to rest because it's trying to heal. And I wasn't listening to any of those signs. I was just like, power through this girl, you know, you were just stressed from writing that book and doing the Marketing Impact Academy and business and work and life. And, you know, this is your own fault because you didn't do a great enough job of planning. So you had all these things that kind of overlapped each other. So just get your butt in gear and just go hard. Like I was really trying to like convince myself to just go hard and work through it. 
And that's what I did until I realized, okay, there must be some underlying root cause and I need to get to the bottom of it. Now, because you are a lifer, you listen to The Shaleen Show, you know the value of working with someone who takes a whole person approach, an integrative functional approach. And because I did that, I'm in luck because frankly, if I'd just gone to a general practitioner who had run a thyroid panel and all that they could see was that my thyroid was depleted, my thyroid wasn't functioning, they likely would have put me on Synthroid or or some other hormone medication and sent me on my way without ever really looking to see, okay, what is causing this and how might we be able to heal whatever the root cause is so that we might be able to restore thyroid function naturally. So what is the Epstein-Barr virus? It is a virus in the herpes family. Of course, the herpes virus includes the herpes virus simplex 1, which is, you know, your garden variety herpes simplex, like cold sores. And then, of course, there's herpes simplex 2, which is the type of sores you get in the genital area. And I don't know if you know this, but you can get simplex 1 and simplex 2 in both places. Also in the herpes family are mono, shingles, chickenpox. It also includes simplex 6, which is roseola, often associated with infants. It is estimated that 95% of adults have been exposed to the Epstein-Barr virus, which from this point forward, I will be referring to as EBV. Now, a robust or strong immune system is able to keep the virus at bay, like keep it riding dormant. That's why they call the stealth virus. And so when it's dormant, it doesn't cause any problems. It's just there. But under periods of extreme stress or based on other conditions, you can reactivate or in effect, turn the virus on. And the reactivation of the virus can be a result of going through a very stressful period of time, even if you didn't recognize it as being stressful. And not just mental stress, it can be physical stress, where you're having to exert yourself beyond the point of recovery, where your body doesn't get enough rest. Like maybe you're not under mental stress, but physically, you're putting your body through too much. You're asking too much of the, the systems of your body to do at once. This can happen during life changes too, like menopause or a divorce, dealing with the death of a family member, changing jobs. We've conditioned ourselves to ignore stress. We've conditioned ourselves to just keep pushing forward. But the body, as they say, keeps score. And the body doesn't hide these things. It's going to let you know. Our job is to just do a better job of listening. Now, what has been really fascinating for me since discovering that I am in in an active flare-up of the Epstein-Barr virus is the association or connection to EBV and lupus, Hashimoto's, and rheumatoid arthritis. But even more interesting is the connection to EBV and countless other autoimmune diseases. And I'm going to link to some really interesting research for you below this episode. But some of this research has determined that an EBV infection can drive the activation of genes that actually turn on an individual's risk factor for countless diseases, including, and now, again, we don't have 100% clarity around why this is happening, but there is a connection between the EBV virus and a lot of other diseases like MS, Parkinson's, autism, 
type 1 diabetes, juvenile arthritis, and celiac disease, just to name a few. Now, without getting too scientific and, I guess, losing my audience, one of those theories is called the molecular mimicry theory. And basically, the immune system remembers certain proteins that make up the virus. And then it scans the body for similar proteins, and then it attacks them as the target, as is the case when the EBV virus will attack the thyroid, triggering Hashimoto's disease. Another theory circulating around the EBV virus is called the bystander effect. In this theory, the the virus enters the body, or it's laying dormant in the body's cells, and as the virus is reactivated, then the immune system attacks the cells to kill the virus. But in the process, like the bystander theory is that you're also killing cellular health, and the body's doing this to itself. So in other words, your body is under attack. Your body is attacking itself. And that's what an autoimmune disease is. An autoimmune disease simply means that your, your body is attacking your own immune system. What's most important to understand about the EBV virus is when you are in an active state, it puts your body in a chronic and heightened state of alarm. What does that do? Well, it activates your stress response. So it elevates cortisol levels. It attacks the adrenal system, like it activates your adrenals and your cortisol. Sadly, what we do know is that EBV-activated viruses are more common today than they've ever been in our history. And in fact, and unfortunately, more so with women than with men in our population. In fact, autoimmune diseases are one of the top 10 causes of death for women today. So what do we know about the reactivation of the EBV virus? Well, we know it comes or is often triggered by an intense bout of physical and or emotional or combined stress. Great documentary for you to watch. If you haven't already seen it, it's called Heal. And it really helps link together the correlation between disease and emotional trauma. And we know that we know now that emotional trauma can result in a compromised immune system. We interrupt this broadcast to talk about your lady parts, your boobs. Okay, so you guys are always asking me what bra I recommend. And the reason why I never respond is because I can't tell you what bra I wear because your boobs are different, right? And number one, and number two, I haven't had a bra that fits right. I don't think ever, I swear. Well, I have one that I used to love, but it's so worn out, it's ridiculous. So anyways, long story short, I'm listening to one of my favorite podcasters, and she starts talking about this company where you can go to the website, you fill out this quiz, and they send her the perfect fitting bra. I'm like, what do I have to lose? So I go to the website, I fill out the questionnaire, and I order two bras. They show up, and one of them is like perfection. I can't even believe it. And the other one is like close but it's just a little bit off in the straps. Then I get a text message the next day from their customer service department asking about my experience. I tell them how the one bra doesn't quite fit right. This wonderful customer service rep kind of goes through a series of questions for me and she's like, I recommend you try this one instead. They ship out the replacement bra, problem solved. And as always, when I find something that I use, that I love, that makes my life easier, I'm gonna tell you about it and I'm gonna try to get you a discount too. 
What's the company? It's called Third Love. And you get a 15% discount. Chalene Show listeners, all of y'all, get a 15% discount when you go to thirdlove.com forward slash Chalene. And your lady parts will thank you. Because frankly, who wants to go to the mall to that very expensive place that we will keep a secret, wink, wink, and spend all this time in a dressing room. There's always a long line trying on bras and then buying one that's overpriced and taking it home and not having it fit anyways. Be smart about these things. There's a much better way to do this. You've got to try this company. All right, go to the website. It'll take you like 60 seconds or less. Thirdlove.com forward slash Chalene. And don't forget, you get 15% off when you do use that link. And you know, I only tell you about things that I personally use, I love, and I think you're going to love too. Now, I just want to commend you for taking the time to understand this further, because I love that we have medical doctors and integrative and functional doctors that we can rely on to help us. But we should look to those professionals as a supplement to what it is we know. I mean, our doctors can only help us with what they know and more importantly, what they remember And many mainstream medical doctors, especially those working in the insurance system, frankly, are penalized for looking at alternative solutions, for looking at a healthy means by which to heal people, a natural means by which to heal people. There's no one who profits from that. (laughs) So then they're penalized for that. And they're, in fact, penalized for not prescribing more medication. So now, as we've already discussed, it's pretty much impossible to avoid being infected with EBV, like if you're around other people, if you share utensils, if you've ever taken a drink from someone else's cup, if you've been exposed to any of the previous related or listed conditions, like I said, chickenpox, roseola, shingles, mono, etc. I mean, it's almost impossible to avoid being infected by it. So the remaining questions are, how do you know if in fact you are experiencing a reactivation of the virus? The next question might be, How do I try to heal from that naturally and what medications could I consider? And then lastly, what can I expect and how long should I anticipate the healing process to take? Well, one of the only ways to know if, in fact, you are suffering from a reactivation of the virus is to be tested for it. That's why in my previous episode, and I will link to that previous episode about testing for hormones and doing your blood work if you're experiencing fatigue, etc. That's why you want to ask your physician to run a complete EBV test, a profile to really understand, have you had in the past? Are you experiencing an outbreak of it now? Is your body under attack. And and the only way to know that with certainty is to run the test. Because as I've already mentioned, the signs and symptoms match many of the signs and symptoms of Hashimoto's, of lupus, of hypothyroidism, of leaky gut. Like a lot of these signs and symptoms, they overlap each other, which is why they're also often referred to as asymptomatic. So run the test. Once you know you have it, then you've got to put together a plan to heal, to rid yourself, or at least to deactivate the virus. Because remember, we can't get rid of the virus. It's going to hang out in our body indefinitely, but we want to put it back into a dormant state. So you want to put together a plan with your physician, not just with your physician, with yourself too, because you're, you're smart enough to figure this stuff out. I'm telling you. Yes, you are. And there are incredible experts out there who have helped 
thousands of patients to heal naturally from an outbreak of the EBV virus. And then, of course, there are also medications that you can take to perhaps speed up that process, especially if you have a severely compromised immune system. But I think it goes without saying that absolutely anyone who has EBV, an outbreak of EBV, needs to approach it, even if you are taking medication, you need to put into place all of the protocols that you can follow that help to improve your immune system, your immune function, and to put the virus back into a dormant state. And as is the, the guiding principle of behind the one through one method, I'm starting with a food first mindset, a food first approach. And that means I'm going to nourish my immune system. Right now, that is my primary focus. And the foods that I'm eating are really in alignment with the nourish phase, which is perfect because I'm nourishing my immune system. Now, remember the way that I do nourish the way that you do nourish, the way that you do any phase of the one through one method depends on your health objective. So the way I am modifying nourish right now is to meet my personal health objective. That means the way I'm doing nourish is going to be a little different from the way that you're doing nourish, depending on your health objective. My health objective at the moment is to repair my immune system. So that means I'm choosing lots of dark green leafy vegetables. I'm cutting back on my animal proteins. I'm cutting back on my fat intake and I'm increasing uh, vegetables that are high in vitamin A. I'm doing more carrots, sweet potatoes, blueberries, blackberries, some seeds and nuts. And when I am doing an animal protein, I'm obviously making certain that it is of the highest grade and highest quality without exception. I'm not going to do any conventional meats. I'm only going to, if I'm going to do an animal protein, it is going to be from a reliable source like ButcherBox. Next, you want to improve your immune system by looking or supplementing with antiviral and anti-inflammatory herbs and supplements, specifically those that are known to be effective at fighting against the EBV virus. Now, I don't profess to be the EBV virus expert, but I can tell you over the course of the last several weeks, I have been knee deep, or I should say eyeball deep in research. And the very first thing that I decided to do was to put together a plan as if my immune system was compromised, which is really interesting to me that many of the things that have gone back on my to-do list are things that I stopped abruptly when I healed my hamstring. And I think it might even correlate to the fact that I have this reoccurrence. So when I injured my hamstring to heal it naturally, I took an immune approach, right? So I started doing a glutathione supplementation and I did the IV form so that it was directly going into my system. So I did glutathione twice a week. I did hyperbaric oxygen chamber five times a week. That's immune boosting, that's stem cell regeneration, that's cellular healing. I was making certain that I was taking every single one of my supplements. I was getting extra sleep. I was also doing infrared sauna treatment and I was taking special steps to improve my stress level. So I was doing meditation as well as massage. I was just really consciously thinking about healing my body. And I do think that's one of the reasons why my hamstring healed so quickly is I gave it the right environment to heal. 
And I'm just going to be honest and tell you, once I realized my hamstring was healed and I went back and did that follow-up MRI, and once I was able to go back to doing PIO, I stopped doing all those things. Not only did I stop doing all those things, right, which is going to perhaps compromise my immune system, but heap on top of that all of the stress that I was under. And it's no wonder that I have this reoccurrence. In addition to that, I am back to supplementing things that I know improve my immune system, like zinc citrate, lemon balm. I'm also taking licorice. I'm taking 100, actually 300 milligrams daily sublingual, meaning under the tongue, because that is an antiviral. St. John Warts is also a natural antiviral. And I'm taking 600 milligrams a day of St. John's Wort. Echinacea, which is an anti-inflammatory and an antiviral. I think I'm taking, I think I'm taking 300 milligrams of that three times a day. Turmeric. I'm taking turmeric sublingual, again, under the tongue, just so I get better absorption. And remember that any supplementation that you choose, you always want to look at who manufactures it so that you know that what you're taking has been either third-party certified to contain the ingredients that it says it contains and that you, you can trust the packaging, right? Because this stuff is not regulated by the FDA, so you really are at the mercy of the manufacturer. So it's, it's really important that, you know, you, you just know what to look for in terms of packaging. And I think third-party certification is one of the best ways to know that what you're taking is legitimate. One of those is USP verified. That means these are quality supplements that have been evaluated for their efficacy it's a voluntary program open to any manufacturer of dietary supplements, and they can submit their product. It then goes through rigorous testing and auditing, and the USP evaluates whether, in fact, the products meet the science-based quality standards for quality, purity, potency, performance, and consistency. So we've talked about food, we've talked about rest, we've talked about things that are restorative and help to reduce stress. We've talked about supplementation, but one really important form of supplementation that I haven't seen a lot of experts on EBV talk about, and I'm not sure why, is glutathione. But in my own understanding of how my body works and what really strengthens my immune system and what we know about the immune system, it just seems common sense to me that glutathione needs to be an important part of my healing protocol. Glutathione is considered the mother of all antioxidants and your body produces it naturally. What it does is it protects the cells, like it protects the body from additional damage. It helps to rid you of oxidative stress. It's also a master detoxifier. So it really does help the immune system. And for that reason, many people know that, you know, a glutathione supplementation protocol, it's going to boost your energy. It's going to improve cellular function, which of course improves the way you look and feel. It is said to be the antioxidant of youth. So if you want to look more youthful, many people are doing glutathione for beauty reasons. I don't know that I felt that when I was doing it, but I, I know that it did help my energy and also improved my immune system. The reason why I do it via a drip, meaning like through an IV, it's 100% bioavailability, meaning it goes directly into your bloodstream while bypassing the GI tract. So you get instant benefits. 
And that's about it for the number of things I'm doing to put this current Epstein-Barr virus activation into remission. The problem is that this is not the first activation of Epstein-Barr virus that I've had. And so it might be considered what they call a chronic active Epstein-Barr virus. And I might note that I didn't have all of the symptoms of Epstein-Barr virus, like I wasn't having the flu-like symptoms, at least not that I was aware of. So without the testing, I don't know that I would have known. And further, I wouldn't have known that I'm regularly having outbreaks. The testing also revealed that I have chronic active Epstein-Barr syndrome, or what my doctor categorizes as chronic fatigue syndrome, which is a real surprise to me because, again, I don't have all of the symptoms that are associated with chronic fatigue syndrome. And I really don't have joint pain. And I'm grateful that my doctor hypothesizes the reason why I don't have joint pain is because I've taken so many precautions with my diet and lifestyle otherwise to reduce inflammation. I mean, there's just no denying the fact that everything is a little better because I eat right and I understand inflammation. I understand gut health. Yet despite all those things, many of us still carry the virus in a dormant state. And there's no way that you can eat healthy enough or take care of your body in such a way that you are going to outrun stress. Like stress is no joke, but it is what it is. And because of that, I need to take a more aggressive approach. And that's why in addition to the natural approach that I'm using to put this into remission, I'm also... As you can hear, I pulled over my medications. I'm doing a few physician-prescribed prescriptions. The first one is called Famclovir, F-A-M-C-I-C-L-O-V-I-R, 250 milligrams, twice a day. And I'm also doing Valtrex. Both of these are common antivirals that are prescribed for people when they have any type of HBV or herpes outbreak. So like you might be prescribed these if you have an outbreak of mono or EBV or one of the herpes simplexes. So I'm thinking like, why not just approach this from all angles? Let's just knock this sucker out of my system. Now, obviously I prefer to heal my body naturally, But when I look at the side effects and the potential harm of taking one of these antivirals, it's relatively low. Like I'm much more reluctant to take an antibiotic than I am to take an antiviral medication. So, you know, knowing that this can speed up the process and also being aware of how an active virus, the active EBV virus, is associated with several different types of lymphatic cancers. I just feel like this is the right step for me. Now, this is not to say that it is how you should treat your own EBV outbreak. And I do want to suggest that if you suspect that that's what you're suffering from, or if a doctor has told you you have chronic fatigue syndrome, or even if you've been diagnosed with Hashimoto's, celiac disease, or hypothyroidism, I would encourage you to actually ask your doctor to run an EBV test, a complete panel, so that you actually know and you know a little bit more about your history with EBV. So as you can tell, I'm taking this pretty seriously. As I do most things, I listen to my doctor's orders. I'm a very good student. I'm very coachable. I like having a plan. I like knowing. I just like knowing. That's why I'm such a fan of getting testing done. 
and frankly, I think everyone's personality is different. Some people, they don't need to do testing in order to make changes. I just do. I know that's what really was the catalyst behind me making all the changes to my exercise and my nutrition was doing the testing on my brain. And this testing has really lit a fire under me to heal my immune system. So I'm taking it very seriously. Now, if in fact, you suffer from chronic fatigue syndrome or EBV, Epstein-Barr virus, and you're having an outbreak, how long can you expect to feel the way that you feel? Kind of like you have the flu, a little tired and fatigued and, and all the other symptoms that we've talked about. Well, the estimates say anything from a month to six months. So I'm thinking I feel better already. I don't know how much of it's placebo effect, but even like a few days into my treatment, I suddenly started feeling more energy. Again, not sure how much of that's placebo effect, but I'm doing a lot. I'm doing all the things, all the things I wasn't doing before. And it makes a difference. Even if like, let's just face it. Even if I didn't have this outbreak, these are the things that I was doing before I had the outbreak when I was trying to heal my immune system or trying to activate my immune system, trying to create the perfect environment for healing. And I just felt so much better. So I'm kind of annoyed with myself that I didn't keep all of those things up. But I thought that I was dealing with something very acute. And I think the bottom line is your immune system is always under attack just from the environment and just all of the things that we don't even realize are happening. It's just a sense. We're such sensitive machines that you might as well operate in defense mode anyway. So I'm going to finish taking these prescriptions, which I think he gave me like a three month prescription, which is that's a long time, but I'm going to take them the full three months. Yes, I will. And once I'm done with those, I'm going to continue all the natural practices. I'll just forget the antivirals, but all of the natural practices, I'm going to continue them. You know why? Because they're all things that boost your immune system. So why wouldn't I? You heard it here. I said it to keep myself accountable. I hope this has been helpful to you. I'd love to know where you'd like to go next with this. I can bring on an expert to talk to you about Hashimoto's or hypothyroidism, which you know I've learned a lot thinking that I had that. I went you know deep into that to figure out how to heal it. So I'd love to do an episode on Hashimoto's, but it's up to you. I'll let you decide and let you give me feedback. Hit me up on Instagram, take a screenshot so that I know you listened to this episode, post it up and share it with your girls or your guys. I know this is valuable information and it's really important that we we educate each other, right? We've got to stick together. I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon.